Imagine if each morning when you wake up, you're smiling and looking forward to your day, knowing you are happy even while you're dealing with grief and loss. The Grief and Happiness Podcasts inspires, comforts, and supports you with each new episode. I'm Emily Zerothret, welcoming you to explore with me your life of endless possibilities. Aloha. I am so happy to have you all together with us today. We have a very interesting podcast today that I'm I'm really looking forward to talking to our guest, Andrea Madger. And she has done something that I just think is so special and unique and needed and beautiful that you're really going to enjoy hearing about it. So, Andrea, could you kind of introduce yourself to us, please? Sure, sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I worked in the arts like as, for as long as I can remember. I worked in the film business. I ran a nonprofit. I'm a writer. I produced independent films. And in 2017, I lost my son suddenly at the age of 28. And um, my my world pretty much stopped And I think I spent about a year just sitting on a chair, like unable to focus. I didn't know what to do. And I I wanted to honor him in some way. I just felt a need to do that. And he had started writing a book about a month before he passed away about his life. He didn't get very far. But after after he passed, I found the beginning of his novel and some artwork that he created and journals and, you know, and I'm, I was thinking, like, what what am I going to do with all this? Like, how can I honor him with this? And I, I was going to a couple of support groups at that time for grief. And at one of the support groups. A um, man started speaking and he he had just lost his son as well. And he said that um, his son had left like 18, had written 18 symphonies. Mm. He, he says, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. And after that, I started, that kind of got me thinking that that this he and I aren't the only ones. There's a lot of people out there, not just that lost children, but you know, like other people who had lost members of their family that had, you know, some creative talent, whether they were a writer, a visual artist, a musician. And I, you know, as I started talking to people, I realized that there was a need to get this out to showcase this work because you know what happens to it otherwise it either gets um, tossed out which happens many times or it gets boxed up put in a closet somewhere and you know and then eventually forgotten and to me that's that's sad you know especially there's so many artists you know, that were just emerging, that were just beginning to get their their work out and their careers just came to, you know, an end. So, and it's also, aside from showcasing their work and honoring them, it helps the families, 
you know, in terms of grief, it, it makes them feel that, you know, their loved one's work wasn't for nothing. So, yeah, so I decided to create The Artist Lives to showcase the work of unrecognized deceased visual artists, musicians, and writers. So, yeah, so that's, you know, where I'm at. So we're just... Um, you know, open, trying to get submissions and marketing. And we have an Instagram and a Facebook. Our Instagram and our Facebook account, aside from uh, recognizing unknown artists, we also profile well-known artists. But the website is strictly for, you know, artists that never had, never got the any attention, you know, during their lifetime. I just think that's so fabulous. I've done a lot of creative things in, in my life. I, I love art from when I was a little kid. And I've done um, ceramic sculpture and weaving and drawing and painting. And I, I just, I love doing those sorts of things. And I I know most of my stuff, nobody's ever seen. <laughs> a lot right. of, you know, I've, I've shown things and sold things and been in shows and galleries and stuff. But most of it. I, if somebody ran across it now, they wouldn't know what it was or what it meant or when it was done or even if I did it because I didn't necessarily sign things when I was uh, just doing it more casually. So I just think it's wonderful to have a place. I know there are lots of people out there that are, are quiet creatives or silent creatives that are yeah. are, are doing it for themselves yeah. or, or for their love of their music or their art or whatever it is. And... And what a wonderful thing to get to share it at, at this point. I also have gotten a lot of messages from living artists or art, you know, that had or concerned. What do they do with their art, their work once they pass? They have a lot of them have no heirs, nobody to leave it to. And wow. uh, and also people that are terminally ill, I've heard from. So, yeah, it's uh, people don't think, you know, that, well, I mean, if you don't have anybody, a relative or somebody, what happened, what happens to your work? Yeah, it uh, you're you're really on to something, I think I, I can uh, I can see this just growing and being bigger and more wonderful all the time that, that we have access to. We will or do by what you do have access to things that in the past uh, never would have seen the light. So I, right. I think that's great. Can you give right. us a, a there's an, so much talent out there? Oh, too. Yeah. I mean, it's some of the artwork and the music. I mean, it's just like it's incredible. It's incredible. So. Can you give us an example or, or two of special things you've discovered while you're doing this work? Well, I discovered um, a wonderful singer-songwriter who, Julius Trumbino, and uh, he was young. He passed away, I think, at the age of 22 or 23, wow. somewhere around there. And um, he was just about to break out. He opened for the Jonas Brothers. Wow. Uh, not too long before he passed away. And his music is amazing. You know, like every, it's a song sound like a score for a Broadway show. 
So, you know, but the, you know, a lot of times I feel like people, you know, are hesitant to submit because they feel maybe their, the work isn't good enough. And because when I first started this, I, people would ask me, are you taking any work? Is it going to be curated? Like how, and I felt that I couldn't turn anybody down, you know, I'm, I just needed to, you know, cause it's just, it's more than just the art, the music or the literary, it's the person and, and their loved ones that are left behind. So, and art is subjective anyway. So it's not, at least at this point, nothing is being curated. You know, we're just taking, we're open to anybody sending any work in as long as the artist is deceased. Yeah. yeah I just think that's fabulous. I was, as as far as like quality of art, I, what I was thinking of when you were saying that was I, I had one time when I was in New York, actually, I got to see a show that was of Matisse and Picasso mm-hmm. uh, who were contemporaries and they were doing similar kinds of art through the different ages of their lives. And it was just fascinating looking at when when you think of Picasso, you think of something in particular, or Matisse, you think of something in particular, but they did so many different kinds of, of art, different art forms and in, in, in ways, and yeah. very similar. And I can see people looking at some of some of those works, which to me, you might kind of think of practice or just, you know, just working at it or learning or developing as you were going along and they go, boy, that's junk. Who did that? Or who cares? <laughs> and it's Matisse or Picasso, but those, those were right. a lot of the, the, the uh, works that were in their shows to show that all the different forms and kind that, that you don't have to be one particular thing. And some of the stuff that they, they did was absolutely exquisite. And I didn't know that either one of them did that kind of art. And, so, yeah, and, and also Picasso wasn't really a household name that's right during his lifetime if it wasn't for his brother who ran around and tried to showcase his work we might not know the name picasso today that's right so yeah so there's always the chance of these artists being discovered posthumously yeah and and you're like picasso's brother's you, know? <laughs> you, you you can give a space to be seen and be heard right. and to be read right. that no nobody right. else has been thinking about and and right. we can find miracles in there you know just yeah. fabulous stuff yeah yeah no i you know i hear stories that artwork found in you know trash bin and the, you know and then there's an artist um i'm going to pronounce his last name wrong Art uh, Arthur Pinigin, P-I-N-I-J-I-A-N. I'm probably have this pronunciation wrong, but he was a artist and had when he passed before he passed away, he instructed his family to toss all his artwork, you know, in the trash, 
and they never they never did and it stayed in his house and the the house was sold and the new owner found i think it was maybe a thou over thou it was thousands of pieces of artwork and it ended up initially being sold for over 30 million wow yeah and then later on i heard numbers greater than that so i'm you know i mean you never you never know you know that's right. And and sometimes it might uh when when whatever the the form what whatever kind of art it was was created it might not have been the time that everybody else was doing that. And when somebody finds it later they go, "Oh my gosh, he was so ahead of his time or she was so right, ahead of her exactly. time that right. somebody already was doing this and it was pretty spectacular then." But they people didn't didn't know. That's true. That's true. So, boy, you're yeah. just exposing things and and uh, having what a wonderful exploration. I I could just see a lifetime of of going through that and, and finding these great things. Yeah, no, it's it's um, it makes me feel good too with the fam- you know the families aside from the talent, just that you know there's it it almost feels like their loved one is still there. You know, because mm-hmm. their work is getting out there. It's not buried somewhere that nobody can see it. So that's right. That's really important. Yeah. Now, if if uh, one of our listeners has some precious treasure like that that they would like to share with the artist lives, what would they do? They would go to our website, which is theartistlives.org. And there's a submission forum on the site. And, you know, they can fill that fill that out and send in the attachments. And um, they can always email me as well. My email's on the site. So they have any anybody has any questions. And we'll we'll have in the show notes uh, at, at the bottom of this podcast the ways to get to um, theartistlives.org and okay. to Andrea too. Right. So you you can contact them, and and I encourage you to. You know, sometimes we we hesitate about things like that. I I know early on when I was doing different things that I did, I didn't want to enter it in shows or anything. I was just doing it because it was entertaining to me. But when people would see it, they'd say, you got to you got to share this. People want to see this or need to see this. And if, if you look at it that way, that, that you're you're opening a side of, of uh, your loved one that, that people didn't get to see. And now they can. Right. That's right. That's right. You know, there's been also so many people that lost children from, a you know, overdose, especially these days with fentanyl and. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a stigma attached that there people see them as an addict. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's also the, the site, they're, they're artists. So it's nice that that's, they're associated with their art and not just, you know, their addiction. That's, that's such an important, important or I can't talk today, <laughs> such an important point, because you're right. So many times we remember 
somebody by their last moment and forget about everything that led up to that. And it could be that they had quite an amazing time going up to that. I, I can remember someone, he actually sang at my wedding. He was probably 12 years old when he did that. Because I, I was uh, I was always involved in theater, and I was an adult at the time, but I was I was performing as the the singing and dancing witch in, in Hansel and Gretel, and he was Hansel. <laughs> and he was very, very talented. And I had had somebody scheduled to to, to sing in my wedding all the way to uh, write like the week of the wedding and and somebody in his family died and he had to leave and go to that funeral instead of coming to my wedding and I I needed to find somebody and I thought I know this kid's only 12 but his voice is phenomenal and it was so beautiful and he went on went to college became a composer was a singer and composer phenomenally talented and he died of AIDS And people remembered him because he died of AIDS instead of this See? incredible yeah, talent that he had. Yeah. Uh, the, the music. Fortunately, he'd been writing music, so it wasn't just his voice because there weren't a lot of recordings of his voice. But the the music, and he was writing things like symphonies. They those, I think, when the the stigma of AIDS started not being so so strong things like that started emerging and so he's more known now than than he we thought was going to happen oh, well, at the that's time good. that's good but there's there's just uh there's so much beauty and joy and great things written you know it doesn't necessarily happen happen to be have to be happy can be great novels and and mm-hmm. things that that people have written that don't get to get shared right because they weren't out yet and and people just didn't know right right yeah no there was somebody sent me her her mom's poetry you know that was just sitting there and um she probably thought she would never get who would ever see her mom's poetry yeah. Her mom might have thought that too. You know? well, I'm sure she did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. But how, how nice to have it out there. And and you can, like, it, when you've got it there on the artist's list, then you can tell your family, this this is, grandma wrote this, you know, look at it, it's online. Right. And, right. and look it up. And Right. That's, well, another, that's really thing, cool. another thing we're looking to get to do is to get... Uh, QR code plaques. Oh, cool. So it will go on either a headstone or memorial bench. Wow. And they scan and it goes directly to the the artist's page. I just got chills. Wow. (laughs) That is so cool. Yeah. I I love that. Living in a digital digital world. Yeah. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. Gee, things we never yeah, especially would have thought you know of like with memorial benches you pass them and you think who are who are these people you know or even walking through a cemetery so oh yeah know. gee that what a wonderful idea yeah. how creative you are that <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yeah <laughs> well it's it's so wonderful when you when you can take something 
that's been such a hard part of your life or a challenge in your life and and find something beautiful in it. Yeah. And it's sweet memories instead of yeah. just just the negative to be able to find the positive. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it's hard. Grief is really tough, you know, and you I think if you can honor your loved one in some way, it it helps because that you're still you you're keeping that connection. You're keeping them alive. Yes. Yeah. I'd say, oh, yeah, you're just I'm having all these little memory flashbacks by talking to you. My um, husband, Jacques. Was, he was a lot older than I was, and he was a wonderful singer. And he lived in Los Angeles in the days of live radio shows. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so he, he used oh, to he have... He was a, a lot older. A, a lot older, yeah. <laughs> and he had a, a show, it was just him and a pianist, and he'd sing and the pianist played. And his voice was kind of uh, Frank Sinatra-ish. Right. And sang those those kinds of songs. And I actually found that I, I didn't realize that we had them. These um, recordings, like like vinyl recordings, when they, they didn't, it, it wasn't like records that they, they sold at the store, but they did the recordings from the radio show on these records. And after he, he died, and we had, a, had this incredible celebration for him, I had a uh, somebody that I knew who could take that and and he didn't restore it, but he was able to get it onto something a current form like an MP3 or something that where you could hear it really well. And we had it at, at the service when people were coming in to sit down. He was singing to them. Ah, that's very interesting. It was it was pretty amazing. People were, yeah. you know, of course, most people didn't realize it when it started out, and when they were told, they were just kind of shocked, you know, because right. they they, <laughs> they thought maybe he staged the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty pretty spectacular to have it, something from yeah. from that long ago when right. I, exactly. he still was singing. He was doing. Uh, even though he's a philosophy professor, he did a lot of uh, musical theater with singing and acting and dancing and stuff because he just loved to do that. So people knew he sang, but the, it was a, a different kind of music that was on those old recordings. And it, it was really special to be able to have that and to, to hear him. Sure, sure. Yeah, one of the things I do, I found, you know, as I speak to people is, um, especially anybody who's lost a child, the toughest thing for them is going through their the work, their loved one's work. They want to submit it, but it's just so painful to go through and gather everything together. And it's just, it's hard, you know, just difficult. So I always say, just wait, you know, you don't have to send it now. When you're ready, you know, you you'll submit it. Yeah, just do it. Do it a little bit at a yeah, time. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I had the same thing when I first started this, and I was going through my my son did. He wrote. I mean, I have journals and short stories and essays, and just reading, going through, and trying to decide what to, you know, put up on on his page. And it's just it's pain. You know, it's it's painful. It's it's really painful, but you know, once it's up there, it makes you feel good. 
That's right. Yeah. It's beautiful like that. I, I found some uh, old love letters that my grandmother had written to her husband who, who died early in their, their marriage. And I didn't really know about that relationship or anything, but it just was so beautiful. To, I, it's like I could hear her voice saying these beautiful words. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were just, it was so sweet. And with something somebody else has written that you're memorializing like that, I, I can see the comfort of being able to, you know, nobody else is going to hear that voice like you hear it, but you know that voice, you know what that sounded like. And it, it makes it really special. Yeah, it does. Well, what wonderful work you're doing. I'm I'm so thrilled that you're oh, doing it. You. And I'm, I'm tickled to get to have you on the podcast so that we can have other people uh, realize that it's out there and realize that it's a possibility for them too to yeah, contribute absolutely. to this so that they can have have their loved ones remembered in a different way than they they may have thought of before and I I think it's it's just quite beautiful oh thanks so I really yeah I appreciate you being on the show today this has just been really delightful to get to talk to you and as I said earlier, we'll have all those uh, links so that you can get in contact with, with Andrea uh, or with the Artist Lives uh, to be able to go and look and see and explore and spend some time there yourself and see the wonders that there that are there. They're, they're quite wonderful. Yeah. You can subscribe to it, too, if you'd like to. So thank you very much. And yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm just thrilled to have had you, and we'll uh, see my audience again next time. We always have something interesting in store for you to listen to and think about. So thank you so much for being here with us, and we'll see you soon. Aloha. Aloha. Do you want more comfort, support, and happiness? Join the Grief and Happiness Alliance. Visit my website at lovingandlivingyourwaythroughgrief.com and read my book, Loving and Living Your Way Through Grief. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, review it, and binge on all our episodes on grief and happiness. I can't wait to welcome you back to another episode.